Hello and welcome to the Time to Arrive podcast with me, Simon, the spokesman Macrath. This week my guest is Kendall Cycle Club's Helen Jackson. Let's go straight into this. Welcome to Time to Ride. <laughs> um, it would be very easy for me to go straight into road racing, so I'm not going to be very remiss of me to do that. What I want to do is I want to go back, because I know you started off as a, a runner, first and foremost, um, and it's your running background and how that led into your adventure racing and mountain biking background what was the natural progression for you um, and what opportunities arose through all those journeys? Mm. Um, so when you're just outdoorsy, you just do outdoorsy everything, don't you? So it just sort of, you just do it because you're young and you just do it, don't you? So you just go, oh, I'll do running now, or I'll do a bit of biking, or I'll do a bit of sailing, or I can sort of climb a little bit. So you get a little bit of not, not great at everything, but just sort of, you can do most things so then you just go oh well, what's the best thing to do well, I'll just do a bit of multi-sport so I suppose I started running and I was good at running off-road how just could run around the fells with not a problem and then a bit of mountain biking and then and you just sort of learn things quite quickly when you look young don't you? you've got motivation you go all right I'll learn how to inline skate now and you just learn it quite quick so it all just um it just sort of snowballed into, you know, what was adventure racing at the time. A lot different uh, from now. Just, I don't think any. It feels like nobody adventure races anymore because I don't do it. But there's still loads that goes on around around the world, isn't there? You skirted over that nicely. A, li- <laughs> a, li- a little bit of mountain biking. <laughs> You're well, on the, the British Cycling World Class Performance Plan. So. You know, well, pick people so there's a little hats. bit of a story there. So really, you kind of, I kind of went for a test there, and I suppose most, a few people might be aware of what happens with the world class performance plan or how it used to be in the sort of end of the 1990s. So you you kind of get a few decent results, regionals, and you do a couple of national points races, and then and then they invited me to go for a test, and I went at the same time as Victoria Wilkinson, and actually my test results were bonkers good. I was really, really, really light and you know, I basically passed the test. But you don't get to be on the world-class performance plan until you've got some good results. So, you know, you can't, you're suddenly not amazing at skilled mountain biking just because you've got a power-to-weight ratio of six watts per kilo or whatever. So the, the test went really well. And then they said, right, go and get sort of two or three top threes in the National Point Series and Expert. And so I went... Oh, okay. And then I found out what was involved. So it was a place in Alsager, you know, you'd do sort of, a, you'd get a sort of a house in Alsager with all the other athletes. And, you know, it wasn't sounding that good to me. I mean, it was a massive opportunity and a lot, a really good for a lot of, of young athletes. But I was thinking, stuck in Alsager. And people used to say, well, there's nothing else there. So you don't want to go out and get drunk because there's nothing to do. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, right. Well, actually, that sounds quite naff. So it was a case of, oh, well, what do you do? Do you go and join this sort of BC plan that's probably the best plan for if you want to be a, you know, a, an international world champion mountain biker? Or do I just carry on bobbling around, do what I'm doing, having a nice time, doing a bit of multi-sport and... And actually what came out for me was something totally different. And instead I went around the world five times a year for about four or five times with sponsorship, you know, rather than joining the BC, the sort of BC gang. So, you know, with Saab and Solomon, the, the team that I was on, it was like, oh, actually, okay, there was the pressure and we had to race and we had to train, but it was a better deal almost. And, and you weren't tied to staying in one place or doing the training that somebody told you to do, which I've never been good at. So what would be your best piece of advice to any young aspiring cyclist, whether it be road, mountain bike, uh, cycle across? It sounds like weigh up your options, you know, because there isn't one definite route into the sport. You know, people think, oh, I've been invited by British Cycling to be a member of their team. 
there are alternatives, other ways in. I've, I've seen like of young James Knox kind of great success at the moment with the Quick Quickstep, but he went to the same place that Ben Granger's at now. He went to Zappi, then he got invited onto Wiggins, talking to Angus, his dad. There was no guarantees when he was on Wiggins. They weren't sure whether he was going to make it. Everybody thought, oh, it's a natural shoe into Team Sky after Wiggins. It's like a natural progression. But he got picked up by De Koenig and, you know, look at some of the people he's roomed with. He's, he's not looking back at all. Um, what would your best piece of advice be? I don't know. It's like it's like thinking your pathway through um, education, isn't it? And, you know, uh, when I did my GCSE, I was just like taught to, right, you do see GCSEs, you do your levels and go to uni. And that was maybe because mum and dad didn't do that. They didn't go to uni and they say, well, that's what you're meant to do. Well, it doesn't always suit everybody, does it? You kind of go, I mean, I'm not sure it really suited me. It sounds like a really good opportunity. Uni sounds like a load of fun. You come out with a degree. I wouldn't suggest don't get a good degree, but it's not always the best thing for the individual. So is the, is the, is the progression like GCSE, their levels of university, i.e. is that or, and, and is it a sort of BC, you start with a club, you join um a team and then you join bc then you collect points and then you get your elite license and then or do you join a zappy team and you do or do you go to belgium you know what do you do or do you just do road biking or do you just do a little bit of everything else and it looks to me as i'm watching things sort of move on it looks to me that now there's a lot of pros sort of doing something else but, it, but it's all down to how much you can earn doing it i mean you can't just live off thin air can you so you can't live off licking an apple you know you just got to especially if you've got to eat lots of pasta so I mean it's kind of so what do you do do you go where's the money coming from does the does the sponsor pay you to go around and do all the the tours or or are you I don't I mean I'm no pro I'm no expert in all the the the, the pros but or do you go and do a few cross races a few cross races she says like the world championship and um the national trophies and then do you get more sponsorship from doing that because i'm sure you know the vanderpoles that don't earn as much money as your chris rooms but they do other stuff don't they or or do you go down the route i went to went down and went oh i'm going to go down the sponsorship route i mean we got so much more money from solomon for adventure racing than we than bc could ever support you with you know, so it was just, and it was, it was almost a dream. It was an independent dream, you know, rather than just being dictated to, which might be some, it depends on the individual, I guess, and how much sort of direction you need. And for something like adventure racing, I mean, there wasn't even Instagram or Facebook or anything when I was racing. It just wasn't there. You know, you never saw me. You'd see me on that Channel 4 programme. What was it? Um all the all the sort of different sports came on on Channel Four, and somebody would ring me and say, "Oh, you're on what was it that, that, that Channel Four program?" Hey, I'm, and I'm they just in the tooth to remember what I had for breakfast, let alone what <laughs> it's just like oh, Trans World Sport. That was it, and you'd just be all these obscure sports on this on this one channel, and you know I've just seen you on this, and that's the only thing. I mean, there wasn't even I don't know what Solomon ever got from it in a way. Because, you know, obviously Solomon make lots and lots of different products. Um, they kind of make running and they make inline skates, they make skis. And basically we just did everything that involved everything that they provided to us. So it's like, oh, there's a race in Sweden. Right, well, here's your Solomon skis or, you know, this one's in America and you, here's your five wheel inline skates. And, you know, or, it, it, you know, it's just whatever they made, we, we sort of got off them and it got lighter and lighter and more technical and more technical and, you know, we had megabytes with Mavic wheels and, and it, but nobody, I don't know what they ever got from it. The marketing, I mean, we had some amazing photos and they used the photos in the marketing, but, you know, what else did they get from it? It's totally bizarre now thinking, you know, all the marketing that goes on and how exposed it is in comparison to what I remember. And but is it that different? Is it just the same, but a bit different? I, th I think it is just... I, I think you touched on it before, uh, Van der Poel and the guys that are coming from a CX background, young Tim, Tom Pidcock, these guys look like they're having fun. Whereas you see the metronomic style of 
some of the frooms and what have you. And I'm not knocking it because I enjoy watching it. But it just seems like it's the, the, the that's a very scientific approach. I like to see the guys that are having fun. And some of the classics in Belgium this year so far have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I say, I think this cyclocross background, that's what these guys do for a bit of fun sometimes. And, have, you know, they're former world champions and people forget that, you know, some of the Julian Alaphilippe's of this world, the former national junior and world junior cyclocross champions. And it's like, well, that gets brushed under the carpet. But they've come from that background where they've enjoyed their cycling and it still mm-hmm. looks like they do, you know, and it, it's, it's I, I enjoy that side of it all. It's, it can be. It is so individual, isn't it? I just don't, I don't, I'd hate to be the one that says, oh, you've got to enjoy every minute. And, you know, it's all about the enjoyment. And it's, and, 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 you know, and then you can speak to a coach and you say, well, you just can't, it can't be like that all the time or you're never going to be the best. And I'm not about to say that I was ever the best to get there. Maybe my direction was a little bit different from, from others. And I mean, I just did, I did mountain running, um, and, and basically the, my idea of fun was to run to the top of the mountain. The, the mountain races that I did were uphill only, 10 kilometres, about 10 kilometres, about 1,000 metres of climb. And you'd run to the top, get to the top and you'd stop. And it took about an hour. And it was mega. Can you imagine every alpine classic climb? You just you, you were there and you get to the top and you'd get your, your European cake and, and and your soup and the rest of it. And and then and then not like the true fell runner that I was, you get a lift to the bottom. You get like a lift or a bus. I'm like, I went to the European champs in Slovenia and we ran to the top of this. The, the, the juniors do a shorter race and then the, the seniors and a few of my friends are doing the junior. We'd all end up at the same place at the top. And, um, and they said, right, we're getting the buses now. I'm like, I'm not getting on a bus to go down. Can we, can we run? <laughs> and all the, all the Europeans, all the Italian girls were really, really good. They just used to run up in a little four. There was a team of four in all the world champs and they'd run up in a little four together, obviously all awesome, you know, really skinny. It's like watching loads and loads of um, anorexic athletes run uphill you know literally that's how it was you you just literally had nothing on you besides a lot of muscle and um and we'd kind of run uphill and then and then they'd go all right we get on the bus it hurts our legs to run down again (laughs) all right that's a bit of a poor do isn't it it takes all the excitement out of it so so the, the so the uk the brits were like well you know this isn't fell running and and that's what it was it was mountain running and it was when it was, um, um, was it, what year was that? 2001 or something when it was foot and mouth disease. And it got, I was, I was living in Bingley at the time and I couldn't even run along the canal. Like, What's happened here? So I just went to Europe and did all the races in Europe. And there was like two world championship series. And it was just on all the classic long climbs. So I just did that for a season. And it was, and it was mega. I mean, I just can't even start to, to describe the sort of time I had, Switzerland. In fact, the steeper, the better it was. <laughs> and then stop at the top. <laughs> so it was that was a, a GB vest. And I think the Euro, Europeans, you get an England vest for that. So I mean, I had a great time doing that. But again, it was like, oh, what's next? Did, did that lead on to your cyclocross interest then after the mountain running uh, it was good old john ronsley that got me into cycle across bless him he's not with us anymore and it was like he lived in bingley just up the road from me and it was a, like a a, a a classic sort of bingley harrier bradford east bradford rcc that was the sponsored by bmw we had this really hideous kit like more hideous than your hideous kit Anyway, and uh, and he got me into it. And he says, "Oh, Ellen, you're a great runner. You're gonna have to do the three peaks." So he got me this Paul Mills cross bike. It's like a 52 centimeter thing. It was huge. It was like a bedstead. I'm like, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. It was just John said you'd be great at this. You've done all the classic long fell races. You know you can win them. You've got to do this. I mean, there was those frog breaks on it. You know, it was literally, 
anyway, you know what? Back then, you didn't give a shit. You just like going, well, okay, I'll just do what you say, go. Sprinting off the start line. So that was, I mean, that, I don't know whether that was about 2000. And I did it then and I did four hours 15 or something. Did it 15 years later, did four hours 15. Did it the next year, did four hours 15. Honestly, it was literally two minutes between every single one of my clients. And there was a couple of punctures in here, there and everywhere. But, you know, pretty much I finished at the same time for for the four times that I've ever done it. <laughs> but it was thanks to John, really, that, that, that Cyclocross happened. And the Yorkshire League, that was mega. You know, I think I was North of England champ one, one year. It was just on all the... It's like mountain biking then. It was, I think I did it on a mountain bike because it was like proper mountain bike courses. And that just the Yorkshire ones were just like the best courses ever. So yeah, no, it was it was thanks to John was that. So he kind of knew me as a Bingley Harrier and then so it said, oh, you'll be good at this. <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> so speaking of times and records, um, a firm favourite um, of the podcast is the Fred Witten. And I know you've completed it at least five times, but you own the course record on the old course, which I think I think it's a little bit harder, the old course. Um, did, was that you know, something I, you went out for, or was it just that was incidental that the record came? So the the time the first time I ever did it, I, did, I was supported with Lester Noble from Orange, and we had Orange mountain bikes on the adventure race team, and I don't know what the frame was actually, but it was all sprayed up as Orange, and uh, he supplied me with the bike for that for that particular day. And you didn't I didn't really look after my bikes at the time, and I needed something that went wrong. The first time I ever did it, I did on this this orange uh, road bike. I can remember getting five punctures down Borrowdale. It was weighing down with rain and, you know, I had patches trying to stick on these, you know, literally like <laughs> the worst nightmare and you know, just how you can't imagine it. Anyway, I think I just about picked, fixed this puncture. I, I did about eight hours or some. You know, I did all right to say it was totally shocking and I had had these sticking on these puncture repairs. And then, um, and then what what happened? I had a couple of years off. I didn't I didn't totally love it. I wasn't one of these. Oh my God, the Fred Witten's the best thing that ever happened to me, because I'd been racing on like the other side of the world, you know, in middle of Kyrgyzstan on horseback. You know, suddenly Borrowdale in the Lake District isn't that amazing. So it's like, well, okay, this is quite cool. And you've got to totally love the Fred Witten and everything about it. And, you know, there's there's people that just will do it year after year. So I've probably had a few years off and then and then I went back to do it. And um, I had no idea, actually. I can remember Ben Bardsley at the finish. And in fact, I don't even know if I knew what a good time was. In fact, I won't have even known what the women's record was. I think I can remember, I don't think I, had, I even had a cycle computer. It'll have been a couple of years before the last year of Coniston. And um, anyway, I told Ben my time. I went, wow, that's an amazing time. And I was there with my bit of paper going, oh, yeah, that's an amazing time. It's <laughs> going, oh, that was amazing. I was like, and it was, it was 6.33. So, but I think I'd sort of thought that I'd done, I was doing 7.33 or something. You know, I thought I hadn't quite calculated in my head properly and I can't, but it was always the same. I think I always set off half an hour before Rob because Rob would take the last time and I'd take like half an hour before and he'd always pick, um, catch me up at Rhino's Bottom, literally before, after Hard Knot, after the Hard Knot descent. He'd sort of come past me. I can remember him at least three times coming past me at, at Rhino's Bottom before the Rhino's climb at the end. Um, so... He must, be, he must have done something like, I think he used to be my 45 minutes. So it'd be like six hours he'd be doing that year. So, oh, there was one year, it's 5.45, I think the fastest time, was it 5.43? I think I did five, uh, 6.33 that year. There was a period so, round about there, wasn't there, where I know Stu Reed and Jebby were going out and they were targeting times on the Fred. Um, yeah. And it's like, I think they exchanged a record you know, one year to the next. Um, 
So I, I don't know what it can. Just kind of made it. Oh, I don't know. It wasn't. I mean, I just liked it, and I just. I think I needed to be somewhere and I was in a bit of a rush. <laughs> I think I was going away with work and I was like, I don't know if I'm flying to the States. So I was like, oh, I need to get back. And and I start slowly like a typical woman just going, oh, I'm really slow at the start. And then I'd get to the middle and go, all right, I've kind of woken up now. Bottom of bottom of um, Winlatter, where everybody's dying having a banana because they've got cramp. <laughs> like going... Right, bring it on now. <laughs> and I'm like, I want this over and done with, shall we go? So, so yeah, I don't know. But you know what? I don't I think that was the fastest time on that course. And I don't know whether it's faster now. I'm not about to, you know, be bothered. I mean, good on I think there's females that have done faster now, but I haven't really looked, so good on them, whatever. I mentioned I was in bits. Foot of wood that I'm thinking I'm what, fifty miles into it. I was in bits. And I'm thinking <laughs> this is whether it was just kind of nerves on the day, well, I don't know, but it's, yeah, I managed to drag my sorry backside around, but I couldn't believe I cramped on Winlatter and it's cramped like I'd never experienced in my life. Um, well, I don't, we went round with the club a couple of years ago and we were, in fact, I probably would have beaten my fastest time that year. We got to the top of Honister in something like an hour and a half. It was, we were doing, 30, I think we did something like 29 kph the top of Honister but there was a crash on the other side and we got stopped by uh by the police and we literally had to we had to stop and wait for them to clear it out I mean it was totally grim this but I don't think this person died it wasn't like it, you know we weren't in a rush we we're just like well we're just waiting here so in it was fact, a bit of a shame because it kind of cost me 20 minutes but, you I know think that was the year I think I rode and I think the guy uh his hip I think his hip came out a compound fracture of the hip fracture. and it's like yeah yeah um yeah but, you know, uh, it was, and the people were absolutely chomping at it. And I can remember one guy chasing the ambulance as it went up. And you're just like, oh, get a grip, get out of the way. Well, you know, I, it's not a race. I remember <laughs> the marshals waving us down as we were going over and people passing us. And you're just thinking, and, and you're shouting at these guys. Um, and people are surprised as cyclists when we get a bad reputation. But there's the, the, the minority. The, the silly few give us that reputation. Um, you know, accidents do happen, but if they're avoidable, you know, let's let's look out for each other. Well, exactly. I mean, it was it was a bit of it. It's super frustrating, but you know what the hell? It's not a race, and if they want to do a race, they're, they're in the wrong thing, aren't they? Really? It's a so, sportive. Yeah, so it's a a sportive. That's what people have to remember. Yeah. Sportive. It's not a race, and it's like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What's the rush? Anyway, so so we did a good time that time. So who would have known about that? But you know what? I, there's there's bigger fish to fry. So and I like it. I, there's no way that I'm I'm finished with it. I'll go back and then I'll do it as as many times as you know. So and I, you've got to love it. And I'm not sure about the new course, but I die. I've done it once and did the Red Bank bit. The not Red Bank over Blee Tarn. Mm, it's quite hard at the end. Is that? It's like um, what's coming up next weekend? It's uh, Lakeland Loop, isn't it? Is, is it? Yeah, it is. I think it's Lakeland Loop. Yes. Somebody posted to say it's Lakeland Loop. I didn't even realise they were running it, but that's really hard. It's like I, I'm, so I'm, I'm struggling shorter, to get myself into that frame my, mindset. And it's like I've not looked at any races that might be coming up. It's you know that I need to start looking at some time trials. It's still early for me for some reason. It's like well, no, people are racing now, and I'm thinking. It, oh, well it's really? for the whole covid thing and i mean I, I i don't know i mean obviously we've been starting things as a club and people need to start knowing and planning now but the thing is we can't tell anybody because it's we don't know yet you know literally we've just put the calendar ready for saltaire so you know when the first two have been cancelled and you know and we'd look we want to go ahead and tell people which you know which categories are going to be with which tuesday night but it's literally only just being signed off by BC. So yeah. people want to make plans, but unfortunately, you know, COVID's not fair. <laughs> it doesn't no. it doesn't no. allow you to make plans, does yeah. it? No, I, I must so, admit, I looked for the first time today. Uh, I think Nev uh, down at Saltaire posted that his first two races are being booked in. And that's the first time I've looked thinking, actually, I, I might be able to go down racing. And, you know, yeah. I guess I can go and do a few time trials. But, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's all ready to start, but the first two were going to be were going to be Hopper's Wheelers. They were running um, Bets ones to start with, but we're limited to half an hour um, for the first couple of weeks because of the BC uh, restrictions. So we thought, oh, you know, that's a whole bit of a drag. But to be honest, we're really up for it, and everybody's really up for it. So you know, it's it's it'll happen as soon as it can but it's things we've got to have half an hour between between races and things like that for people everybody to clear out and then the new people to come back in so it's it's really limited but we're, we're being pretty good with it all but it will all happen by the end of um april you know we'll be we'll be running uh, 45 minute races and it'll uh, and all the categories will be there's quite a lot of fourth cat there's fourth cat and women's Two, three, fours, and E one twos. So they're all covered. Um, so got to get down there. I'll be down there this season, that's for sure. It's time's running out. I'm getting too long in the tooth, like I said before. And it's like, hold on, I enjoy my racing, and it's like I've been putting it off, and I'm just juggling so many balls at the moment. It's like, yeah, but f don't forget why you ride a bike because you enjoy racing, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's that whole thing. Is it should you do lots of different sort of um, different sports and different bike races? I mean, I do, I can't decide what I am. It's literally I'm a runner, I'm a I'm a fell racer, I'm a I'm a mountain biker, I'm a road biker. I do what is gravel riding? I mean, I'm not really allowed to say it. I'm a but I've not. It's like a cross bike with fatter tires and you know, and and I just use a cross bike now. I just use a cross bike with slightly fatter tires and ride around on stuff that we years ago we were mountain biking on. <laughs> biggest biggest fashion show in town. Cycling. Yeah. Let's reinvent yeah. ourselves every five years. Because what happened to fat yeah. bikes? Where did they go? Yeah, that's true. I never I never had one actually. I've got I've got a, a, well actually I'm not very good at changing my bikes too much, but yeah, I've kind of got enough and I'm a bit I didn't do the whole fat thing. Um, if somebody had given me one, I would have done. I would. I wasn't going to go out and buy one because it was just seems like a bit hobbyist that side of things. And if it dumped three foot of snow, yeah, I might want to take it over Garvin Pass. But it's like it doesn't really dump a load of snow around our area, so it's like no, I never. No, I, never, I don't I never. know. There was, I met somebody and kept me riding one. I was like, is this for real? Because I'm not about to take the Michael out of anyone. You know, honestly, it's just each their own. This is great. Electric bikes, great. Whatever, you know, absolutely. Let's just all get out and ride on whatever bike we want. But I was like, really, is this thing, you know, it's like wearing hockers for running, isn't it? It's never going to make you feel fast. You know, that, what, dragging all that, that sort of surface area everywhere. But surface area is good when you want a grip, is it? So he said he literally could sort of stand still on a climb because there's all this sort of friction going on. I'm like, well, okay, maybe there is something in this, or can you? But it seems to have disappeared, doesn't it? So maybe that wasn't a thing. Yeah. Which brings us to what's happening now. What what have you, what's in your crosshairs as we're speaking now? What have you got lined up for you? Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's really, I mean, I've got a load of shout outs actually to various people that, I mean, road racing would never really have. I, I've sort of realised that I just like riding my bike fast. I'm sure that's like normal for a lot of people. Um, that doesn't mean that I just want to ride around fast everywhere all the time because I wouldn't ride in, in, on various cyclocross bikes and off road everywhere. But um, I was just like, I really just like sort of riding fast with people and, 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 and racing and, but um, so the whole women's road racing, it's just, it is just great. And I'm not one of these that just harps on about it's all for women, but actually it's, it's just really good. And uh, it's it sort of heaven, heaven and Fred Bramford, I suppose, going down, um, down to Pimbo was probably sort of the start of it. It's nice and safe and that sort of thing. And Saltaire is really helpful, but you know, I was, I was perfectly capable of doing it. So what's wrong with doing some, some nationals and doing some big regionals and you know just just sort of joining in and and women I just feel like they're just so much more under control <laughs> maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm just not capable and that's why I can't really ride with the men or why I wouldn't want to but we're just better at communicating you know we can you know we don't do anything too fast at the start we don't go bonkers we haven't got some sort of man hormones to 
make us sprint off the start line and then not finish at whatever it is. That's nothing just to do like... with Hobbes. That's just pure stupidity. That's nothing to do with... Yeah, okay, yeah. What happens uh, is, with a lap to go, you get a bit of testosterone fueled. Um, yeah, the male side of things. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're uh, Tom Boonen with a lap to go, and it's like, no. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't, we're all made up differently. Maybe maybe they're just totally capable of it, but all I can remember, in, in adventure racing days, you race for five you race for five days. Well, we, you know, it, it's a totally different sport. It's about, it's about managing yourself, but it's, it, and, and team, team racing is just, again, totally different. It's about looking after each other. But my first day with, I used to race with Ben and Ben Barsley and Jim Davis, you know, some proper fell running experts. And they, for the first day I was like, I'm never going to be able to keep up with these guys. On day three, I'm like, where are you? <laughs> Just like, oh, right. You know, the, the sort of uh, the, the female fatty bits and all the rest come through and uh, I'm burning my, my fat stores and I'm, you know, I'm still going. And they're sort of hallucinating and wondering what happened to him. So, <laughs> so it's all just just sort of just a longer race at the end of the day. And that's where women really come through. That's, I suppose, women on the classics. It's quite good to look watch, isn't it? Because they're all pretty, um, they're pretty good and they're still good at the end sort of thing. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd like to do some more road racing this year, but I'm under no illusion that it's really tough. I mean, there's going to be these, these test races. So they're doing sort of these pilot races until like mid-June. Um, and there's none in the northwest. So we're over in Yorkshire if you want to do some of those and, and down in Nottinghamshire and stuff. So that's really tough. But then obviously the racing chance Debs has, has managed to put um, Cape and Ray on. And, you know, so, so things will happen. And I don't want to be negative about it. But, you know, I don't know how you're going to collect all your points to keep up your license because there's not... You know, we're already, well, two months behind. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you mentioned there, uh, Debs from the cold dark north. Um, now you obviously not. I can see you're a bit reluctant to blow your own trumpet, but you are a former kind of national masters champion. Are you likely to ride that again? It's on. I think it's on Orkin Clough this year. It's where. Yeah, I mean, I probably will, but I'm not that organised to like, will I be ready for the day? Will I, what am I doing? Have I wrecked the course? Um, where will I be? Who else am I racing against? Because, you know, it's not, I'm not really that um, that way out. But oh, totally, yeah, I'll totally support it, join in, do my hardest, you know, you know, see all the, the guys I haven't seen for sort of two years now. So, and I do know the Oakland Club circuit. Well, I say I know it, I've, I've ridden on it a couple of times, so um, I wonder if they've filled in any of the holes, actually. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> the, the ones that are always full of water with, like, it's, red flags by yeah. the side, yeah. Don't put yeah. your best wheels in. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> no. 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 So, yeah, I'll probably ride that, and I'm chuffed to bits that they're, that they're running it, you know, for the men as well, and um, so that's it, and it's good for me if it's hilly, really. But it's always the same. And to usually go and... Um, do a couple of nationals and do some of the hilly nationals and I did just about to be able to stay on to the front bunch for you know however long a couple of laps or a couple of three laps and uh, and then I just sort of slowly but surely sort of drop off and you know what it's like being that yo-yo that you just sort of drop off and then you manage to get back on again and then you drop off again and you may and you take more energy just trying to get back on to the to the group again and slowly but surely you sort of get dropped and you think, thank God I've got dropped. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then you can sort of sit in this back group, you know, the second group and feel a bit more chilled at the fact. And you've accepted the fact that you've been dropped off the front group and you know that you should be with the front group. But it's at the end of the day, it's like all oh, the pressure sort of taken off and I can, I can sort of sit here and, you know, finish it within the time limit, you know, because that's how it is. There's no way that I can stick together with those girls at the front there sort of you know half my age and um and, and winning them so so hopefully um, i'll be able to do something good again i've still got my stripes so basically they didn't you know i could wear them for two years but what could i wear them in <laughs> for two years jamie short course on strava <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, or uh, or Zwift. I'll wear them on in the yeah. in the pain cave on my Zwift races. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and nobody else would see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we did a good design for the Kendall kit actually, because it because it was pretty good. It sort of lent itself quite well to the red, white, and blue. So I had this kit done, and actually, I'll get away with it at any other time. So you know, I can still wear it when it's not like true stripes so you know i can i can get some more years worth wear out of that <laughs> so, we up, so we'll see what happens let's let's address these shout outs that you've got before we wrap up um anybody you'd like to mention i know you're a kendall cycle club um i'll, I'll call it kind of one of the hierarchy within kendall cycle club yeah so um um, what do they call me now? <laughs> don't the even know the matriarch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I've got what's my email address? It kind of makes me wonder, really. So, competition at. So, I'm like the competition secretary, I guess. Um, we're sort of not a massive committee, but, um, you know, there's enough of us there. And I'm getting used to this whole Zoom kind of meeting thing. Um, so, it's everything, really. I mean, you know what cycling disciplines are like. There is so many. I've got every, you know, every, every um, thought for BC in terms of how do they manage every single discipline from B, uh, BMX, cyclocross, you know, four cross, whatever, all these disciplines, and they're totally different, different sports really, aren't they? You know, in BC, you've got to have this umbrella of, and, and they're not really the same thing. And we, I have the same, I'm like, what do I, you know, what, what racing am I going to tell the members about? You know, do I tell them about cross? Do I tell them about road, mountain biking, gravel? Or we, do we just say sportives? Do we say time trials? You know, it's all there and, and people need to know all about them. Yeah, I think it helps if you get somebody so, um, who, who has that individuality within the club. Yeah. So it, it's nice if you get somebody who's a BMXer and joins the club and it brings it to the foreground. Um, similarly, if you had a, a track cyclist, you know, if they had club colours on, it's like, hold on, people become aware of it. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it, let, let's let's not gloss over this because let's talk about the membership numbers of Kendall Cycle Club people. Which is, we're not, we're not. Sorry, Helen, I interrupted you, go on. Yeah, you've got you've gone quiet for a minute there. Um, so so yeah, I mean it's a massive membership. I mean there's that many people in Kendall. We see them on the roads these days, and now I've got to the point where I don't recognise anyone. I'm like, mm, that's a person in Kendall that I don't know, and that's not because I know everyone. That's because you just there is so many of them, and and I, I mean it's great to see them. When I think about it, if I go back to cycling around Yorkshire. I mean, it was up and down like mad up, up the valleys and, and, and actually it was quite hard riding and there was a lot of traffic in comparison to Kendall. So you can go north, south, east or west from Kendall and it's all there, isn't it? So there's no wonder that people love road cycling. Um, there's lots of bad bits, but, you know, not as many as some other places. So it just seems like Kendall really lends itself to to road cycling and, and obviously the club. So, you know, I'm a great fan and, and, and we've got a lot to do to sort of look after the, the membership because it must be 700 plus now and, and a good sort of female male ratio, like a really good one, more like, you know, 70, 30 good, you know, if not better and, and, and loads of children and loads of juniors as well. So, so that's sort of um. So it's quite a big job, really, finding out what what people want from the club and what they pay the fifteen pounds for. So, so it's obviously not all about racing. You've got to consider what everybody wants to do. This so, is, but on my side of it, um, at the moment, I'm pro go on. No, that was going to be my point. People talk about oh, they've got so seven, they've got seven hundred members, that, but they're not all active. I'm sorry, but they are all active because they've all paid their membership. It's like, yeah. what defines somebody as being yeah. active? Yeah. Well, because you don't, you race, you don't yeah. race, you're not active. No, I'm sorry. If you paid your membership, yeah. you're active. Yeah. You're active, yeah. I mean, it's just, so there, I think there was 70, 72 went to the club ride on Saturday morning. It's kind of hard to count because 
it's split into 8.30, 8.45, 9.00, 9.15, these days. So, you know, obviously you're not allowed 40 people in the in the car park at the same time. So, you know, that when it was a nice day and I suppose it's as, as we expected, we were giving bars out and gels and all that. So, and they all go in different directions these days. So obviously there's not like 12 people going around Silverdale with Kendall kit on. So, so that kind of worked. So that sort of restarted really well. Um, but in terms of racing, obviously I'm, I'm trying to promote time trials at the minute. So Kent Valley started last, last this night. week. Yeah, last night. The first one. Yeah. Last night, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was good to see. I think we had four riders there, but, you know, it's just a case of getting as many people into it as we possibly can. It doesn't, it's not about them and us. It's not about, you know, who rides it, who's riding it. It's just a case of how do we get that many, many people down there. So at the moment we're planning a Zoom call with people that have never done it before that, you know, to learn how to get there, how to pay your money, how to, you know, get involved, how to marshal. Same for Barrow. They've obviously got their team app and that's sort of working for them. So that's on a Wednesday night as well. Then Lancaster and Saltaire, they'll have um, they'll have their 12 and a half laps that you always forget how many laps you've done <laughs> at Saltaire. So that'll be Thursday night. Um, so obviously, and then there's all the, the Barrow Conistons and the Hatherswaites and all that. So so it's all sort of happening and, and you know, people will slowly but surely get into it. But we're not, I'm not I was going to say we're not a racing club, but we're not not a racing club. We're very much a leisure cyclist club because there's a lot of leisure cyclists. Well, isn't that nice? That's really nice that there's lots of leisure cyclists. But it doesn't mean that we're not a racing club. So we're organising a TLI this year. So I don't know if you've seen the TLI um, schedule. You know, but I should, that's I should kind look of... at it you know, as, a, as a former regional TLI champion. I should be looking at it, shouldn't I? It's like, oh. oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's the Boland uh, TLI guys. Um, and I don't know if they've actually, maybe you need to join TLI for a start off. I yes. think it's only 15 quid. Yeah. I don't know how much it was when you when you uh, uh, remember. Two, two and but... six. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, about the same time that you started on Strava. Yes, on solid tyres, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, that'll come out soon, so that'll get promoted soon, but it's something like um, uh, a bash or leave circuit, a Thursday night, 7 o'clock, bash or leaves, Preston, um, Orton, Preston, and we're running the Lindo one sort of into the end of July. So been to, been to ride around there through the... Uh, through the flood at, uh, <laughs> yeah. at uh, mm, uh, risk assessment for uh, the golf course in uh, in Grange. Oh, uh, two foot of water. That's a bit of a risk. High risk for that yeah, one. You need your water wings. Um, yeah, yeah. Aquaplaning or something. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be dry by the time August comes. So that'll happen be happening for, for TLI. So anybody that doesn't know about TLI, that's all age category racing and really super inclusive and sort of not not the whole bc point collecting kind of scenario do, do they still handicap it because uh, i know i think me and gary potts and adrian um put one or two on on the grange circuit lindell and um, we put it on the old hunting circuit as well and it's like back in the day you almost had to do uh an on the spot handicapping you had to assess, you know, how well do I know this rider? Right, he's going in the back group. He's going to, you know, and it's like, well, wow, this is kind of hair and scare him. You know, somebody could just be pinging yeah. out the back and never come back. Well, I kind of measured it. And if it's like 12 minutes or something like that, they've done some work on the on the, on the the surfaces and this and that, haven't they? So I don't know if it's about 12 minutes. And we'll be doing minute intervals of age cats, as far as I know. So I suppose by the end, you've all bunched up and, you're sort of finishing yeah. together-ish but yes yeah, so um so I'm, I'm i'm sort of ready to fill in the forms and so that'll be happening so that's that still doing a little bit of swift racing on a tuesday night do the league so there's that thing happening i'm a we did amazingly with the kennel cycling club guys actually we must have had 30 30 riders racing every tuesday and thursday night and it was an absolute godsend for the whole lockdown thing like really really super super um sociable and it got so many people fit that it would otherwise i think that would otherwise have just sat there so that's so that was super cool so you know and, and call it whatever you like 
it was just a, a great thing to happen to us. So I'm still doing a little bit of that for a team there. And the, and there's still three teams in the Tuesday league for Kendall as well. So that's happened. Um, I don't know. Cross is happening this weekend at Broughton Hall. And then there's still one left. Um, but there should be some gravel racing, maybe some longer gravel races, something like that. But get some grass tracking. Like get some grass tracking up on the old race course. Sorry. <laughs> Sound like an old timer like me. I haven't tr- covered the whole Red yeah. Bull twenty four so, hour and no, I, oh, I am an old timer. That's out, just you know? it. It's like yeah. I, I like. Yeah. I, this is where you say no, but you don't look it. No, I am an old timer. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. the, the bus passes in the post as we speak. So it's like yeah, I don't know. That's it's all right to be an old timer, but things things sort of change. I don't know they do change but then cyclocross racing isn't that much different from what it used to be no. um but yeah I've, I've definitely seen some changes I mean bikes even that's hilarious isn't it oh, it's I funny because I, I was I was talking to a colleague of mine um about bicycle materials and it's like it, one minute titanium's in vogue then it's carbon it's, some people are going back to steel aluminium and it's like, well, do you know what? I bet you could buy any one of those bikes and race and enjoy your experience on a bike. It doesn't matter what it's made of anymore. It's just yeah. what's in vogue, you know? It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole, um, I suppose, the steel thing is sort of a bit of a trendy thing. But I mean, if something's better, why would you go back to something that's worse? I mean, people, yeah. all these kids, I sound, God, I just sound old. All these youngsters are just like, wouldn't even know what rim brakes were anymore. You know, why would you, why would you break on your rim? <laughs> and, and it just make a lot of difference to the longevity of your wheels, doesn't it? There's, but, there's no yeah, answer to that one, I'm afraid. Why would you break on your rim? But uh, <laughs> the family, sure. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the way. But I, I managed it. I did about, I did like 8,000 kilometres in, uh, in New Zealand. I, must, I was there for about three or four, four months. And I went on nearly every road of touring around New Zealand. Oh my God, that bike that I was on, I have no idea how I did it. But I'd get to a mountain bike race, I'd hear the mountain bike race or a mountain running race, and just take off my panniers on the start line and just cycle off on this like pretty knackered bike. You know, literally, it was totally worn to bits. And there was this classic category in the Carapoti Classic that was um, no, no clipless pedals and, and no suspension. You know, it was perfect for me. <laughs> it's just and it was the rockiest thing ever you know it was an absolute classic and it, it was a great thing I just didn't know anything else I just used to tour around doing this race doing that race and you know it was just what you did and no mobile phone the year 2001 riding around New Zealand with with <laughs> with nothing yeah well hey I remember throwing some city shoes into the bin because the because the outsoles had fallen off that was the way <laughs> you wear these things out. So I think I've done all my shout outs. It's just really good to, to sort of shout out to um, great to see the Barrow guys doing a, a really, really excellent job in Kent Valley and, you know, trying to get involved with them and helping them out um, and just and just getting everybody into doing more stuff. Try everything once, do something different this year, whatever whatever it is. It's just, um, and, and just get in touch with you. You know, if you you want to know how to do it, ride fixed. So, there you go. Try everything once. Ride fixed, guys. Yeah. That's that's my tip. I did I did do the Red Bull twenty four hour in a team on a on a single speed once, and I was just I rode around just going single speed sucks. I just I honestly <laughs> thought it was it was awful. You'd go uphill passing everybody when you're in like the perfect gear, and then you go onto this flat bit around this lake, and everybody just come past you. I'm like. What, why am I on this thing? <laughs> it was rubbish. <laughs> I kind of got used to it. It was fun by the end. <laughs> well, it yeah. just leaves me to say a big thank you, Helen. Really appreciate your time. And um, I look forward to seeing well, you. Well, I just hope to sort of, I don't know, infuse people into something else just besides, you know, what the norm is. There is something out there besides um, road racing and, and, and roading and, you know, get off road, have an adventure and, and do something different. I think it just it just sort of lengthens the time that you want to ride a bike. 
um, and and you know doing other stuff will just will just mean that you want to do it for longer further so you don't get bored with it yeah it does make me wonder sometimes riding around the roads totally agree totally agree yeah but uh, thank you very much and good stuff well good luck with your um you're open aren't you on monday on monday the front door's open um so anybody that's coming past drop in say hello um hopefully my stock will be dropped tomorrow so i'll have something to look at um, i'm good i'm glad i'm hope that wasn't coming from europe no, no. Um, there's one or two things that uh, are still on hold, but I think I've got a good majority of my stuff coming through. Um, but yeah, parts, parts at the moment uh, are kind of few and far between. So we'll yeah. keep it down to a bare minimum. But uh, yeah, yeah, you don't have to match any prices. I won't be doing that. They all are what they are. Yeah, no, yeah. I won't be doing any price matching. I'm afraid it's uh, you know the taxman needs. Sorting. You won't. You will. You won't need to price match because there's no stock. So well, you're all right. That's it. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It's strange Good times. Stuff. Strange times. But uh, well, see you at a time trial. I'm hoping to be at one or two. Indeed. Yes. And uh, down at the crits as well at Saltair. I'll see you down there. Yeah. Pick pick one that suits you. You'll have a fourth cat license with you. Excuse me. Do me a favour. Just like. A vet, a vet, as they go to one of the vets. I'm a third cat. So I'm a, oh, okay. And it's like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, just old, just an old, old man anyway. Just old. They'll yeah, let no, me in. They'll let me in because I'm that old. They'll let me ride the fourth cats. I'm sure. But no, second, no, third, do and one fourth. Of the vets races. Yeah. Uh, no, because it's, it's a few, too few numbers. It's like I want to get stuck in there. It's like I'll ride the two, three, fours, and uh, yeah, go and have some fun. Um, what, did, what, how many did they have for vets the last couple of years? Um, I don't know. I don't know on the crit scene. It's like... like um, so you're riding your bike fast somewhere south Kendall. Yeah, yeah. Well, trying, trying to ride it fast. Um, but we'll see. We're just going to have some fun. That's the thing. I'm enjoying it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the main thing. So Good, good. Thanks very much, Helen. Um, we'll see you down there. Cool. Take care. No worries. See you soon. See you Bye. 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 Good luck. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This week's Time to Ride was brought to you by The Spokesman, Bespoke Bicycle Wheel Building and Repairs at www.the-spokesman.co.uk.